everyone and welcome to our first ever episode of our Money Mantra Monday podcast series. I'm your host Lorraine Guerrera and today we shall embark on the journey of transforming your everyday hustle into your 9 to 5. Today, specifically, we shall be talking about piggy banking. And alongside with me are four other university students who wish to share their opinions and thoughts over this topic. Before we begin, I know what you're all thinking. What is piggy banking? Well, piggy banking is simply a system of dividing your money into different parts and accounts. And today we wish to look at one specific part in the piggy bank. This part is called the savings part. Yes, you heard me right. Savings. What is saving? Should I save? Is it worth it? Are there other alternatives? So let's hear from you guys. Are you saving? And what are your views of saving? Hi everybody, my name is Rutendo and I'm currently studying at the University of Bitfatastrand. Um, to answer the first question that was asked, my idea of saving is when you put aside a specific amount of money each year, each month preferably actually, and you can put it in a savings account. For me, I find that to be the easiest. And the benefits of a saving account is for those that find discipline a little difficult, Right now, I am currently trying to save, but saving on a student budget is hard, but it's doable. So to answer the question that was asked, yes, I am currently saving. Okay, I I, I think that's quite an interesting way to put it. So would you mind telling us exactly what you're saving for? Currently, I am saving to buy myself an iPad and I have specifically been trying to save for such a device because I feel it makes life a bit easier being a student. Instead of carrying around textbooks, I can have all my textbooks on the iPad and it's also easier to work from it. And a lot of apps these days are being used to learn with the world of e-learning moving more digital. I've seen that that's a worthy investment at the moment. So that's my goal right now. I'm currently saving towards that. Okay, okay, wow. I like the way you have a why to your savings. You told us what you're saving for, then you told us why. And I think... I think I think this I think this really brings me brings me closer to the next statement I have here for you guys. The statement reads Savings and investment have a negative correlation. In other words, they are likely opposites. Yay or nay? I would say nay. I would also second the nay. Okay, we have an outlier, Timothy. Let us know exactly why you moved the A. Saving is just putting your money aside and your money doesn't change, just remains there. Investing, uh, aiming to get more money from that little you have. Yeah. So it's not the same. So are you... I'm against that statement. Why? Why? Because I believe that as an individual, you can, I really can't say it's, it's a neg- there's a negative correlation. On that aspect, it's dependent on, on the individual himself or herself because you can be saving so that... Okay, okay. How I'm seeing this is um, based on Timothy's view, right? He went on to say that setting your money aside, but just sitting there, it's just like his view of saving is setting money aside there 
like just just like sitting there and it's not growing and in other words and unlike investing um yeah, investing is more of growing your money it's not it's not just sitting there it's being put somewhere where you're placing it somewhere where it's going to grow right so in that way it will have a negative correlation because they're not really in sync but i also like the view from Tedua's point where he says that it depends on the individual and what you're actually saving to do it goes back to the why that i had brought in the statement the why of saving now brings in the correlation if i have a why to my saving it could result in a possible investment right so in that case it could be positively linked together right in the sense that giving the example that Rutendo gave us she's saving to get an ipad right the challenge of getting textbooks etc is is it is it's a big tactic and it could take up time and money trying to move from point a to point b to get things done and to borrow textbooks and to do so so at the end of the day she says i need to find a way where i can easily access these things right and at the end of the day she's gonna save that money to buy that ipad and it's going to save her in the long run those are the profits coming in from the long run because in the long run she's not going to be spending as much that as she was expected to spend so she saved to invest and i think that's a why and i think that's one key thing we should be looking at today right have a why to your saving okay this brings me to my final discussion point as I was moving on with my research over this topic, I came across this interesting statement under the Forbes website. It, it, it the statement read, um, I quote, um, a chronic one percentage increase, a chronic one percentage annual increase in the, in consumer savings will eventually knock off one percent of the real gdp as its effects work its way through the economy in other words um saving comes with a cost so um i would like to know exactly which cost you guys have incurred because personally i move with the notion that if i can't if i'm saving for something it means i can't afford it if i can't afford to buy a car right now um am i going to be able to afford the fuel um uh, the maintenance for the car, etc., all those other things, you know, right? It's 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 always that kind of a challenge, right? We, I think, for me, um, why I move with that with 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 that notion is because I choose when I say people should save, I mean people should save smart. People should have um, uh, a direction to what they're saving. Once I purchase this thing, how is it going to work? Once I save to get this thing, how is it going to work? Once you know, have your why set out well, right? Going back to the why again, right? So, guys, just let me know, right? What exactly? What exactly are the costs that you've incurred when it comes um to saving? So let's say me and Rutan are living the same lives. She's putting her money for twice uh -huh. investing or buying no buying something. She's saving her money, yeah. and I'm putting my money towards uh, investing. Yeah. Twelve months down the line, I would benefit more. Someone who's just saving, or someone who would have multiplied their money. So the problem with Timothy's answer, 
yeah. is that there are two problems. The first problem is it depends on the environment. I think uh, Tadiwa once spoke about this on how, what exactly are you going to invest in? And our case study is focused on Zimbabwe, right? And that now brings into the question, what are you going to invest in? Am I better off keeping my money until I can afford the whatever it may be that I want to buy? Or should I take it as a risk? And then you now need to sit down and calculate the risks and do the research and find out, is it worth it? Because you might find out that you have a 5% chance of succeeding, where if your 5% chance of succeeding, it's better for you to save the money and then purchase whatever you want to purchase. And then I'm also going to take it back to Lorraine's point about how um, it depends on what you're saving for and the cost you might incur later on and how she doesn't believe that you should be saving for something if you can't maintain it. I agree with you in part. And I think that's when it comes to a notion of saying, if you're going to save, there are things to save for and things you can't save for. So to, 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 to say uh, I'm saving for a car, as a university student, some kids want to have their own cars. If you're going to save for a car, then now it's going to require you to pay for fuel, service, and all these things. That, in my view, is definitely not something I would advocate saving up until you purchase a car whereas if you're buying a gadget it's a minimal asset for you right now and it has minimal uh maintenance at the moment so i think there should be a differentiation of when to save for something and when to not save for something and when you can foresee and the examples we give to say this in the future yes will definitely make you incur costs that you think twice like oh, I saved up all this money for but now I can't maintain this thing rather than and then so you must have a, a, a futuristic view on whatever you're saving up for like the future of it maintaining it or will it be something that's low maintenance exactly okay okay um I, I, I totally, I totally, I totally agree with you there, Richard. And I love one thing you, you brought out. You brought out a fact of a risk, right? I believe that as youths, we have the largest risk appetite, right? Why? It's because we have not much to lose. Because at the end of the day, we're different from someone who's already established, has a family, and um, the family is dependent on them, for example. They need... They, 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 they can't risk much. They can't take risky business ideas, etc. But us being at least we're in college, I think we should try out as many things as we can, right? I think we shouldn't just sit and say, okay, I'm going to save all this money, then start to do this. I think look at what you can actually do. I think, I think we should have more of a mentality that looks to say, okay, I have this today. What should I do today with this, right? Yeah, I believe it's good going back to the fact of the why, I have a good why, I'm saving, I have a good why, right? But we should learn to also focus on what we have now, focusing on the now, right? I think I think it's really key that um, we, we know why we're saving, right? I think it's really key. But on the other hand, are you really considering the now? What are the opportunities now? I really fear that at times... Um, just looking at the parable of talents, for example, the one who buried their talents um, lost lost more because they didn't they didn't really take take that risk. Yet the others multiplied multiplied what they had. So at the end of the day, I believe that uh, we shouldn't sit on our talents, right? I think um, 
saving at times saving at times could possibly um push you to 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 sit on your brain and not really think okay um what what's going on today what can i do today today i just got this what can i do you're not going into researching of what can i do today i have this i'm i'm good at this and you know i i, I don't know if you understand what i mean definitely agree with that that you should not sit on your your talents like that but i think we should not uh, overlook the skills that you actually learn from saving such as your daily because she mentioned that rather than being in a scenario where you you're not thinking constantly if you're a saver you're not thinking constantly and you're waiting for the fifth month to finally use your money it's not really like that because every day if you're a person who saves it means that every decision you make you've double checked it you've triple checked it you've thought through each cent you're going to spend and ultimately that makes you someone who's more for now is most probably paying for data or other costs but tomorrow is going to be paying for your electricity your 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 mortgage and all that and all those kinds Okay, I totally I totally am with you, right? I'm totally am with you here because I I think as much as we've been trying to bring out the fact that um saving could possibly not be the best option um um while saving aimlessly rather because we want to push the notion of having a white year saving and no and noticing that at times when we try to push for investing in youths we can really look aside um teaching people the discipline that comes with saving i think that's a key skill gained from knowing how to save especially when kids are given money at a young age and 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 that ability to actually say okay i'm setting this money aside it's a skill because you know that um i'm building discipline in myself i know that when this money is aligned to this it's meant for that and i i, I think i really appreciate that input moving on i think just to close up we're gonna share our awesome money mantras in terms of saving that we've built on our own and i think you are free to build your own feel free to share your money mantra in the comments below like share and spread the word thank you so much for tuning in see you next time so i believe that my money mantra is something that will keep you disciplined financially and build your skills that will elevate you to achieve your futuristic goals um, my money mantra is live well below your means and make sure that you're always widening the gap between what you earn and what you But I don't believe that you should save for just saving. You should have a purpose. Uh-huh. No, you know, trust yourself and save smart. I believe in uh, having an, inve- in, an investment fund whereby every month you let's say your income is maybe 100 percent i think 50 percent of your income should go to savings and maybe 10 percent towards uh in the emergency fund in case maybe you lose your job and so on then the rest of your money 